Hi, it's Dr. Chelsea. On this episode, we're going to talk about passion. This is the Passion for Dance podcast. It's about time I talk about passion. Do you feel like you are a passionate coach or a passionate dancer or that you are just drawn to the sport because it means so much to you? Have you ever heard the phrase, do it with passion or not at all? Well, in this episode, I want to talk about passion for dance and how it can either fuel you or weigh you down. Welcome to the Passion for Dance podcast. I'm Dr. Chelsea, a former professional dancer and dance team coach turned sports psychologist. This podcast focuses on four main pillars, motivation, resilience, mindset, and community. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips to teach your dancers more than good technique. This is a podcast where we can all make a lasting impact and share our passion for dance. Let's do this. I know I have said things to my dancers before, like if you aren't going to be passionate on that floor and give it everything you have, then I'm not going to want to watch you or the judges aren't going to find it interesting. I've said things like if you want to place higher in competitions, if you want to be the best, you have to have a passion for your sport. I feel like in the dance industry, we use the word passion to mean your performance on the floor, to be believable and truly go for it. But honestly, it's a lot more than that. So if you think you have a passion for dance, I have some important news for you to consider. Your passion may be hurting you. Here's what I mean. In the last 15 years, psychologists started researching the idea of passion. We're trying to define it, measure it, and learn what it can tell us about performance. Most of the top athletes in the world are considered passionate about what they do. So what is passion and how does it help those elite athletes achieve their very best? Dr. Valorand and his colleagues have spent a lot of time working on this. They've actually done some of the research on dancers since we are known to be particularly passionate about what we do. Passion is defined in psychology as a strong inclination toward an activity that you like, find important, and invest time and energy. What's exciting about this line of research is that scientists have found evidence for two different kinds of passion, one that can have a positive impact on your life and the other, which can be downright devastating. In order for something to be a passion, it must be important to you, which also means it gets incorporated into who you are. It's a part of your identity. If you've ever said, I'm a dancer, then dance is a part of your identity as much as your identity as a parent or a teacher or your gender identity or ethnicity, being a dancer becomes part of who you are. It's hard to consider life without it. Both the good and the bad type of passion involve a love for dance that has been incorporated into your identity. But the difference is in how you view that part of yourself. Is that part of your identity positive or negative? Consider this formal research definition of passion. On average, a person will engage in a passionate activity eight and a half hours a week for at least six years. This means whatever activity you're passionate about is not just a fleeting interest, but it's meaningful to you. Now, if you're listening to the show, I can assume you're likely spending more than eight and a half hours a week on dance related activities. So according to that definition, is coaching and teaching dance something you're passionate about? Is it a part of your identity? For many of us, I bet dance started as a passion early in life, and that has evolved into a passion for teaching others. Now the question is, what kind of passion? Because again, there are two different types. The first type is called obsessive passion. 
This passion results when the activity has a controlling aspect of your identity. For someone who is obsessively passionate about dance, then part of her identity, her sense of self-esteem, and maybe her need for social acceptance are all wrapped up in dancing or teaching. The identity of being a dancer is controlling. It can even be considered obsessive passion if the level of excitement you experience when you dance is also controlling. You can't help but participate. Eventually, an obsessively passionate person becomes dependent on that activity. An obsessively passionate dancer will have rigid persistence, and that can make him a better dancer because of the sheer number of hours spent practicing. But it also comes at a cost. Often obsessive passion results in conflicts with other activities. You give up other things in your life or other people results in frustrations and negative thoughts about what dance means to your life. I encourage you to pause and reflect here for a minute. Is it possible your passion for dance is controlling at times? Do you have dancers you teach that might fall into this category or other teachers even? Sadly, I bet you have more than one person come to mind. I I know I've seen a lot of obsessive passion and dancers at all levels, and even the adults in their life who are supposed to keep it fun. On the other side, however, is called harmonious passion. This more positive version of passion results when you integrate dance into your identity without any of the contingencies and control and pressure. A harmoniously passionate dancer is motivated to dance willingly without any uncontrollable urge, but rather this desire to dance just because it feels good. Dance is freely chosen because of the pure pleasure you get from dancing. It's joyful. Dancing or coaching is a significant part of your identity, but it doesn't overpower the other aspects of your life. Being a dancer is not your whole identity. Harmonious passion allows people to be fully focused on the task at hand, and experience positive emotions like happiness and joy, as well as the competitive experience of a flow state and increased concentration. If you are restricted from dance, say in a pandemic or due to an injury, harmoniously passionate dancers are able to focus on other tasks that need to be done and are better able to adapt to the situation. Maybe they're able to support the team when they're sitting out for an injury or focusing on other aspects of self-care that might be necessary. Remember, when you are passionate for an activity, it's part of your identity either way. We've already established that for most of us, we've spent the requisite eight and a half hours a week for six years involved, and that means it's important to you. If you're a passionate dancer, it's a part of who you are. However, only obsessive passion comes with conflict in other areas of your life. Obsessive passion is also associated with negative emotions like shame and anxiety, while harmonious passion is not related to those negative feelings at all. It's actually the opposite. Harmonious passion is positively linked with life satisfaction, that overall sense of happiness. For people who experience harmonious passion, they feel good when they participate in dance. So for the harmoniously passionate coach and teacher out there, you are experiencing these happy emotions when you do the activity. And so we do it over and over every day. And that means you're more likely to have a higher sense of life satisfaction overall. Because think about it, even if you really only spent eight and a half hours, that's roughly 10% of your waking time. And that's time hopefully spent doing something that makes you happy and balances some of the things that maybe make us not so happy when we're involved in teaching dance, like a nasty parent email or piles of paperwork.
Have you tried Apollo socks? I originally got a pair a few years ago at a conference and I couldn't believe how much better my body felt the first time I wore mine. Now I'm obsessed with all of them. The only dance footwear accepted by the American Podiatric Medical Association. They are running holiday sales you don't want to miss. Go to www.apollaperformance.com. Another interesting side to this is that people who have a strong passion are also really persistent, which is usually a good thing, but it has a darker side too. Passionate dancers will work hard towards their goals. However, that looks different depending on the type of passion you're experiencing. In obsessive passion, dancers are rigid in their persistence. They don't have the same positive emotions as they dance, and they will continue to persist and put in intense effort, even at a great cost to other aspects of their life or to their own physical health. People with harmonious passion, on the other hand, are in control of the activity and are able to decide when to engage or not and can choose to stop at any time if their health dictates it. Their persistence is more flexible. As a dancer, that plays a really important role in recovery from injury. To put it plainly, obsessive passion makes it more likely that a dancer will get hurt. A dancer with that negative obsessive passion is rigidly persistent. There are no exceptions. So the problem lies in that persistence that doesn't stop even if a dancer is hurt. After an injury, a dancer with obsessive passion will continue to show up to class and go full out and persist and dance through the pain even though she probably shouldn't and it's dangerous to continue which leads to chronic injuries. In a study with college dancers, researchers found both types of passion actually make acute injury less likely overall. Presumably passionate people practice often and diligently, so it keeps them more fit and less likely to be hurt overall. However, when it comes to chronic injuries, research shows the type of passion matters. Again, those dancers who are obsessively passionate spend more time missing practice because of chronic injury. Dancers with harmonious passion, however, didn't miss as many weeks throughout their career because they were more likely to choose to stop when necessary, seek help, and actually fully stop dancing if required in order to heal, leading to faster recovery times. Dancers with obsessive passion tend to have pride interfere with their ability to heal. They ignore the pain until it's too late. Going through all this research, of course, always makes me reflect on my own career and think about my own time as a dancer. And for me, I could feel the passion shift between the two. Maybe that's been your experience too, or you've seen that in your own dancers. There were early days when I was dancing as a teenager where I definitely had harmonious passion. I enjoyed dancing 20 plus hours a week and missing out on the normal teenage life. You know, ballet bar was actually fun. I enjoyed competitions. I enjoyed being with my friends. But towards my senior year of high school, it started to turn into an obsessive passion. I felt pressure to win. I started to resent rehearsals. And I realized I had absolutely no life outside of dance in school. That was my entire identity. So I actually pulled back a little bit before my ballet career started. So I was able to find that love and harmonious passion again. And a similar shift happened when I was coaching. It started out as a harmonious passion that brought me so much joy, but eventually it started to take that darker turn and I knew it was time to change things up again. My point is that I think dancers are more passionate than your average athlete, 
because we have usually been at it a lot longer and it's a deep part of our identity. I hope what I'm talking about today maybe is a bit of a warning that sometimes what used to be harmonious and positive and happy passion can turn into an obsession even without noticing. It's this, it creeps up on you. Here's another interesting research finding. Passionate people tend to be more successful. They tend to be experts in their craft and perform at the top of their game. Again, many elite athletes qualify as passionate. And again, a lot of dancers are passionate people. Both kinds of passion can actually lead to improved performance. Either way, a passionate dancer tends to spend a lot of time on his craft. However, the obsessive passion can lead to suffering for the craft and lower life satisfaction. Harmonious passion improves performance because it influences your approach to goals. A harmoniously passionate dancer will set goals that are based on this desire to improve your skills and get better or a goal to perform for the joy of performing, a desire to beat your previous best if you're, if you're scored. When you focus on those types of goals rather than you know, ranking or outcome goals or you know, relative goals to other dancers, your passionate dancer will practice longer and harder in order to achieve those goals, which leads to a better performance. But again, with a harmoniously passionate dancer, it's self-focused and it's just a part of who you are. So if you miss out on those goals, it's not detrimental to your whole identity, right? Where in an obsessively passionate dancer, that is your entire identity. So when you fall short of those goals, it is devastating. That's what I'm starting to see in more and more dancers. And that's honestly one of the bigger concerns I see in the mental health side when I talk to dancers and coaches and teachers is that if we are seeing this obsessive passion where uh, it comes out in perfectionism, right? people who have to do it correctly, your whole identity is being a dancer. And it makes it really difficult to pull back if you're hurt or to know what to do with yourself if you can't dance for a little while. And we saw that in the pandemic a lot too. So I hope you use this as a way to consider the differences, both for yourself and the dancers around you. So to wrap this up, I want to simply say that I strongly believe in the power of self-reflection. So what do you think? Are you a passionate dancer? Are you a passionate teacher or coach? Is it a part of your identity? Is it your whole identity? And as you reflect on your levels of passion, as I've been talking through this, do you think it's harmonious passion or more obsessive? Or is it fluctuating in your life? If nothing else, I hope this helps you think about your own relationship with dance. Because for me, I do my best work when I'm harmoniously passionate. That's the whole reason why this podcast got started in the first place. I needed a place to channel my love for my work in psychology and dance in a way that was reflective of my harmonious passion. So I promise I'll keep showing up and I hope you keep sharing your harmonious passion for dance with the world as well. <music>